Welcome to this amazing, mind-blowing podcast. Right now I'm joined by Dr. Annika Sipala from the Department of Physics. I hope I said that correctly. Atamaria, good morning to you. Morena, Jamie. How are you today? I'm really good. I'm excited. You're excited? Yes, you will be excited. Thirst for knowledge. Explosions in the sun from aurora to ozone is on tonight. You're taking that. I always forget. I always don't know what to call it. It's not really a seminar as such, is it? Or a lecture. No, not really. I think it's just like a public talk. Yeah, public talk. That's what we call it. Public talk with beer at the pub. Yes. Yeah, what a great setting. <laughs> what a great relaxed setting. Um, right, so you were talking about um, explosions on the sun and how they're, uh, they affect the Earth's atmosphere, especially the ozone. Um, now, first, let's talk about explosions of the sun. Coronal mass ejections, what are they? So coronal mass ejections are basically some sort of instability in the sun that sends massive amounts of solar matter into space. And by massive, we mean... A thousand billion kilograms. So, if we think of something called weighing thousand kilograms, a car, mm-hmm. a billion cars a worth billion of cars. material being sent into space, and this material is mostly protons and electrons. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, so it's that much of protons and electrons, and we know how small they are. Yes. <laughs> so that's <laughs> a lot of protons it and is, electrons. Yeah. Yep. Um, a whole heck of them. Uh, and they can be sent, you know, when we think about this, we think about it in an Earth context, but the sun is huge. So these happen all the time, and it's not directly coming towards us for the vast majority of the time. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but sometimes they do. They do, like the one that has happened overnight. That's mm. coming directly towards us. Yeah, directly towards us, but it's not a dangerous one. No, it's not dangerous. No, but not. But they can become more kind of dangerous to uh, electrical systems. I think well, there was that one in the 1800s that knocked out the, um, what was it called? The Carthia event? I can't remember. But it knocked out all the telegrams yes. in North America. Yeah. Um, they had knocked down an entire power system in North America as well. Mm. This was back in the 80s, so not that long ago. Wow. Wow. Um, okay, and so we're going to talk about how it affects the ozone. But what exactly is the ozone? What is it and how, how is it formed? So ozone in the atmosphere is really important. So basically ozone is uh, three um, oxygen atoms that are bound together. Mm-hmm. Um they're only formed in one reaction in the atmosphere. Sorry, I'm going into too much chemical detail. Oh, Basically, okay. our atmosphere is mostly made of nitrogen molecules and oxygen molecules. Yeah. Ozone is formed when those oxygen molecules react with an oxygen atom. And that's the only way of making ozone in yeah. the atmosphere. It's really important for us because it absorbs incoming solar UV radiation. Yeah. So it's basically protecting us and all of life on surface from harmful solar radiation. So we want it to stay in the atmosphere. Yeah. But, I mean, it's created, those, um, that, that um, molecule O3 is created from UV light too, though, right? Yes, so we need the UV to produce the atomic oxygen, which yeah. we then need for producing the ozone. Ozone, right. So, uh, in this sense, um, the sun giveth the ozone and the sun taketh away. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And normally there is a nice balance between all these things. That's right, but then us pesky humans came along. Um, right, so the, the, the CMG, uh, CMEs, and coronal mass ejections, they create this solar proton event. It bombards a bombardment of protons that are um, 
directly affecting the ozone molecules and creating uh, a process uh, interacting with other chemicals uh, to kind of break up the O3, aren't they? Yeah. That's how it works? Yeah, so there's um, all sorts of chemistry happening once the particles enter in the atmosphere and they end up producing um, nitrogen and hydrogen oxides, Mm -hmm. which catalytically react with ozone. So basically we have reaction cycles where these chemicals, which we often refer to as Pac-Man chemicals because they jump away on the ozone. Amazing. Um, And they are not harmed in the reaction cycles, so they kind of regenerate themselves, but they remove the ozone from the atmosphere. So we get kind of enhanced ozone loss from these solar storms in that way. And some of them, especially the nitrogen oxides, they stay around for quite a long time, higher up in the atmosphere, right? And then the hydrogen oxides, um, they kind of deplete quicker. I was reading about it earlier on, and I was kind of thinking it's kind of in the same way of um, greenhouse gases with um, methane being the real bad one, but disappears quite quickly, and Mm. um, CO2 being not so bad, but stays around for longer. Yes, yeah, so these NOx gases are only destroyed by sunlight. Yeah. So if we are in polar night conditions, like we are moving towards now over Antarctica, if we have a big solar event, produces this NOx, it will hang around in there until the polar region gets sunlight again, Mm -hmm. and that can get rid of it. How come it's only the poles that are affected by the breakdown Ah, of O3? That's um, linked to... um, so the solar effect is linked to our magnetic field, mm-hmm. our magnetic poles, which are kind of the weakest points in our protective magnetic shield, are in the polar region. So most of the solar particles that are coming in enter the polar regions. That's where we'll get the aurora there, but that's where all the production of the NOx and HOX is also in, like focused, mm-hmm. and that's where they jump away in the ozone. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I mean, so, I mean, that's uh, the ozone obviously is weakest. Uh, the same for the magnetic field? Or is the magnetic field weakest closest to the um, equator? Or is it pretty much solid shield all the way around? It's pretty strong most of the way around, except at the poles. Yeah. Oh, the ma- oh, but that's where it was best. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> um, where is it going then? Um, so ozone at different um, levels of the atmosphere are affected by different compounds um, created by protons, right? Oh, lower down. Yeah. It's um, it's human effect. Yeah. Okay. And, so and, higher up. And we have the CFCs, and we got rid of the yeah. CFCs, but now they're not the only things that we create that affects the ozone. We've got a couple of other chemicals, especially, right? Um, uh, so chlorine and bromine. Yeah, so lots of those come from the CFCs. The problem with them is that they've got a really long chemical lifetime, so they, they're going to take ages to actually be removed from the atmosphere. And are they removed by the, from the atmosphere from the sun, or is it just an organic process of gradually... Oh, now that's an interesting question. So mostly it's an organic process that is slowly happening. But what we actually found last year, so I have a, had a student here at Otago and she did her master's on this, and she found that if we have got these solar storms that produce the NOx, that NOx can actually bind away <laughs> some of the chlorine. So sun has helped get rid of some of these nasty chemicals. But, of course, that's only a small effect compared to the human impact. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so, I mean, so there's, a, there's CFCs there now that are lingering since pre the ban. Um, but are there any other ways that we are affecting it now? We are actually still putting some CFCs up there. Okay, great. But, <laughs> but not from our fridges, from other uh, means? No. Where, where, what so, industries still use CFCs? Oh, I shouldn't probably mention countries, but there are 
certain industry that that whether they're meaning to do it or not they're leaking yeah things into the atmosphere in some very large countries great thanks really large <laughs> countries we think we know who you are we can speculate <laughs> uh amazing amazing so i mean how 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 is the health of the ozone now compared to what it was in the 80s when cfc band came in we know that the situation is getting better um, however, we've had examples. The last two winters over Antarctica, we've had almost the worst ozone hole on yeah. record. But that was an unfortunate combination of we still have these chemicals in there and atmospheric dynamics happen to play not in our favour, which enhanced the ozone hole. But overall, we, we know there's data that says we are getting better with the ozone hole. Overall, long, long-term trend, long term trend is that it's it's getting smaller and things are improving. Well, I think we're going, are we going in the solar minimum now? We have been for the last couple of years, so is that going to uh, help it regenerate as well? Uh, we're actually heading towards the maximum now. Oh, wow, yes. here we go. I'm well. completely backwards. <laughs> I apologise. No, no, we had um, quite a long, deep minimum, but we've now started ramping up. Okay, cool. So that's going to be bad for the ozone in a way. Can, can, could be. Could be. Um, but it's, it's a natural source. It comes and goes, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's also... But, I mean, if we had a quite a long solar minimum, would that, would that correlate to a long solar maximum? No, I don't know. We'll see. I think we'll have to see. The last couple of solar cycles have been interesting mm. in that they've been really difficult to predict. And there's a range of predictions of what this one's going to look like, and we're just going to have to wait and see. Have to wait and see, and hopefully see some beautiful aurora. Yes, because oh, yes. of it. <laughs> so this weekend, Friday, you're, you're, we are expecting um, some aurora. Yeah, I yep. think Thursday or Friday depends on how fast those proton electrons are coming in. It's true. We should have some really good aurora. All right, so head out to a really dark spot. Or um, to get out of the, the light pollution and check out yeah. a, a beautiful aurora. I think one of the closest places is Second Beach. Mm-hmm. Nice blocks out any of the light behind you and you can see straight towards the south. Amazing. All right, so what's going to be happening tonight at Umbrellas? What are we going to be talking about? Exactly what we've just talked about now? Uh, yeah, with some pretty pictures and yeah. a bit more detail. Nice. Brilliant. Hey, well, thank you so much for coming in this morning. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Have yourself a wonderful evening down at Umbrello. So it's uh, 5.30 to 6.30 at Umbrellos. Of course, we're still sitting in COVID, uh, the COVID protection framework red light setting. So you do have the book for this event. You can book by heading to bookings at umbrellos.co.nz or give them a call. You'll be able to find their number online. You can also watch this um, over Zoom. Uh, check out the otago.ac.nz forward slash news uh, forward slash events or just look up Otago Uni events that's what I do and you'll be able to find the Zoom link there and you'll be able to register for that uh, and watch it online once again thank you so much for coming on absolute pleasure thank you all of our content lives online at r1.co.nz